Hello, all, and welcome back to the Outside Medicine Podcast. This episode is sponsored by, well, I don't have any sponsors, but if you want to sponsor the show, I will work for uh, protein shakes, free gym memberships, uh, Girl Scout cookies, and a variety of other things. Feel free to uh, reach out to me if you hear this and you want to, you want to sponsor the show or get get a shout out. I'll I'll do shout outs for tagalongs and trefoils. Trefoils are good. They're underrated. They're some of the best Girl Scout cookies of all. My wife turned me on to the trefoils. I I always underestimated them, and um, I don't think I ever appreciated how good trefoils are. So if if you want to sponsor the show with with trefoils, I will I will give you a shout out. Uh, but until then, I will uh, just continue with this podcast. Today's episode is about a piece of advice that I think is crucial to just, well, crucial to a lot of things, but really any kind of health and fitness journey that you're beginning or starting on or trying to reframe in your mind of how to do something in a in a sustainable way. And myself, I have been in many situations where I, most of the time, I did not follow this advice. And as with anybody who's undergoing a journey, uh, health and fitness wise, you want to make gains and you want to make progress and you want to make them fast. And what I have done in the past is I'll change my workout routine. I'll dial it in a hundred percent. I will dial in a perfect nutrition routine and I will dial in a whole bunch of stuff all at one time. And that is not all too dissimilar to sprinting the first few miles of marathon and just sprinting and hoping to hold on, which almost 100% of the time seems to lead to the wheels falling off at some point. Um, for me, it's usually around two to three months at the two to three month mark is when the wheels fall off for me. I've definitely done this in the past at the end of residency, I got really dialed in with my nutrition. I got down to 176 pounds, probably less than 10% body fat at that time. And I was eating, Ooh, I want to say I was probably eating around 15 to 1700 calories, which for someone as active as I am was probably under eating by about 1000 to 1500 calories a day, which is so unsustainable. And as I've tried to make certain aspects of my, you know, physical health and mental health more sustainable. The piece of advice that I really, really latch onto. And I, if, if I could just, if I just had to like espouse one thing for the rest of my life, it's just change one thing. Like I, I'm not going to say it's the greatest piece of advice in the world. I think there's probably a thousand other pieces of pieces of advice that are equally as good. But for me, it's, it's one that I've always struggled with. And I think helps me to just, um, uh, bring something that's a super, super lofty goal into, in, into the, uh, domain or the realm of possible. And that's just change one thing. So rather than completely changing all your dietary habits and breakfast, lunch, and dinner and counting calories and changing the quality of your food and trying to do intermittent fasting all at the same time, and then starting a new exercise routine, just change one thing. And so for me, uh, in, in the practice, what does that mean practically? Well, I have a few suggestions, certainly some things that I've implemented over time. And, uh, I think there's 
what you should implement. And there is, I think, a good idea of how long you should do that before you try another, quote unquote, one thing, right? Uh, I would say there's a few things that I would suggest anybody try. You could try right now. And I think while you may not see like a, a weight loss goal that you hit, you may not see a physique goal that you hit, you may not see um, um, a specific quantitative metric. It, if you can change that one thing and build a habit, then I think you, you, you build an incredible base with which to do the next thing from. And then as you build those things up, uh, you will, you will see progress over time. So a few things that I have done and locked in over time. Um, one is meal prep. And when people heal meal prep, that is an incredibly, it's an incredibly loaded, uh, and um, sometimes overwhelming thing to hear. How can I meal prep three meals a day, seven meals a week, 21 meals all week? That's a lot to do. That's overwhelming. And oftentimes what you do is you hear that and you go, I can't do that. I'm going to throw the whole thing out. But you can just change one thing and you can just change breakfast, right? If you can just get a good breakfast, don't worry about what you eat for lunch. Don't worry about your snacks. Don't worry about your dinner. But if you can just maybe lock in breakfast for the next two to three months and get a good healthy breakfast that sustains you for the day, then that's one thing that I think anybody can change. And um, it doesn't have to be that difficult. You know, I think of a lot of different breakfasts that I've done over the years that are super easy. One is like the Faye 2% Greek yogurt with a little bit of honey uh, and some some granola on it. That's a great breakfast. If you start your day with that, a cup of coffee, and if you want to throw some almonds on the side, like you can make that in about two minutes. You can make that every day. It takes like, you know, and just do Monday through Friday. You don't have to do weekends. Do something different on the weekends. Just But just lock in Monday through Friday breakfast. That's 10 minutes of your day that you're already going to make something else that you can make that. Uh, another one, great one that I love, this is what I use, is overnight oats. It's uh, Essentially, it is a ratio of one cup of oats to a half a cup of yogurt to a half a cup of either milk or protein shake. And then I throw in some protein powder. It takes me about five minutes to make. It's a super healthy meal. The way I make it usually breaks down to about... 40% protein, 40% carbs, and maybe 20% fat, which is an excellent breakdown of your macronutrients. I don't actually track it. I don't care about the calories. I just want a healthy food that starts my day. And so that's one thing you can change. Uh, other things you can do that are not food prep, right? That's an easy way to food prep. Super easy. You can any. I think anyone could do that. Um, another one thing that I... I'm a huge advocate of that I think you don't have to change your lifestyle, you don't have to change what you eat, you don't have to change how you think about eating. It is just don't eat anything after dinner. It will, one, cut down on snacking, so that cuts down on some extra calories that we often do, the grazing that happens before bedtime, the extra popcorn or potato chips or, you know, even for me, I overeat on like protein bars before bed, that's my my dirty little secret that I used to love to do. I could eat like 400 calories worth of protein bars right before bed. If you just don't eat after 7 p.m., one, it cuts down on those calories. Two, 
It allows your body to digest what you ate for dinner so that by the time you get to bed, you're getting closer to a fasted state and you can have much better sleep, which affects your metabolism and, and, um, in a positive way. And it's, it's not a huge lifestyle change. It's not a huge mental burden. It's not, um, it's not like diving into a 16 hour fast. It's like, just don't eat after 7 PM. Are you going to lose a ton of weight with this? Maybe a little bit, probably not a lot. You probably maybe a pound or two here or there, but you're going to feel better in the morning. You're going to wake up and maybe, maybe get better sleep. Maybe your workouts tomorrow are better because you got a little bit better sleep because eating before bed just does disrupt your sleep in a pretty big way. So you get a better workout the next day or because you got better sleep, you're a little bit less stressed and perhaps your food choices the next day are much better. And so it's a small thing that you can do without changing your whole lifestyle, without uh, uprooting your entire dietary choices, without what I, what I think is most overwhelming about changes is all the decisions you have to make around food and food choices. It's like, it's pretty simple. Just don't eat after 7 p.m. Check. I can do that. I think anybody can do that. Another one along those similar lines is don't snack. Have your three meals. Eat whatever you're going to eat for breakfast. Eat whatever you're going to eat for lunch. Eat whatever you're going to eat for dinner. But don't snack in between meals. Here's something you can change. Um, it's an easy way to cut down on calories. It's an easy way for you to allow your body to um, uh, digest and absorb the food that you take in with meals without an additional spike in between the meals. It's a way to make a dietary change with, again, without the overwhelming decision making that comes with changing all your meals it's, it's a pretty simple yes or no binary snack or don't snack just don't do it um another one that i you know i'm a huge advocate of it's it's a fairly loaded thing um but i think it's i, can, I think it can make a really big difference is uh, looking at alcohol intake and so you can change this to i'll have one drink one night a week and you don't have to change your diet just one thing you can change is that one drink one night a week you can you can if you're sober curious you can just stop drinking altogether but you know if you're making a change that to to completely stop could be a huge lifestyle change so i think starting with a lower bar and just saying hey one drink one night a week the things that i have found from say for example maybe not having a drink on a saturday night is one i don't have those calories from that drink two i'm not making f poor food choices that night three i'll get better sleep that night which allows me to recover say from the workout that i did that day and then because i got better sleep my workout is better the next morning and my food choices are better the next day and when I don't have that alcohol drink that night, for me, I look at it, it's, and I've calculated it, it's, it's about an 800 to 1,000 calorie swing in a positive direction for me if I don't have a drink. If I, even if, even if I have one, it can be a swing 
in the order of five to 800 calories. If I have two, it's almost a guaranteed swing of about 1,000 to 1,500 calories. And it's for all those reasons. It's You might eat a little bit more at dinner. You might, maybe your workout the next day is not as good so you don't burn as many calories. And then maybe my stomach hurts because I had a little bit of reflux and I ate a bit more the next morning. Boom, that's a 1,000 calorie swing, which can negate all your, you know, what you did during the week rather rapidly. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, you know, I'm not trying to shame anybody for alcohol. Absolutely, if it's part of your lifestyle, that's fine, especially in moderation. But uh, it's certainly something to think about in terms of decision making, and something that like it can, you know, you don't have to change your diet, you don't have to food prep all 21 meals, you don't have to do all the stuff. If you just maybe change that one thing, that could be a thousand calorie swing. Which, if you're right there, if you're like, hey, I'm working out, I'm I'm, I'm doing the right stuff. Like, what can I do? Like a thousand calorie swing for one week over the course of a month is one pound, and over the course of the year can be 12 pounds for that year. And if you're just trying to look to get from like, say 200 pounds, 190 or 188, like that's it. Boom. You're done. One choice. There's an innumerable amount of other, um, one things that you can change, but I think the framework of just changing one thing, that's kind of binary, either I do it or I don't, where you don't have to have that fatigue of decision-making, um, where you can set boundaries for yourself is an excellent way to start. I do advocate that if you're going to do that one thing, whatever it is, maybe not eating after 7 p.m. or not snacking between meals, don't change anything else. Just keep doing what you're doing. You want to build these habits over time. So just do that. Do it for about two to three months and try to get to the point where you really don't think about it anymore, where not eating after 7 p.m. is just normal for you. And then you can take on the next thing, whatever that may be. And I think that's a big part of it because you're trying to build habits over time. And, you know, if, if you try to change too much at one time, the system will try to get back to homeostasis. If you slowly change it and just do one thing over two to three months, the system doesn't know it's changing, but it is. And then at that two to three month mark, try something else. So for example, if you're not eating after 7 p.m., for me, that was a huge thing. Then the next thing is try not to snack. So, and then, you know, after four months, you're just eating three square meals a day and and then you can alter it from there. I'll provide a personal anecdote. And this is what, when I talk about changing one thing, this is where I had to put it into practice. I had a very hard time for a very long time of eating a lot of food in the middle of the night. I used to undereat during the day. I try to calorically restrict myself so I could lose weight and get ripped. Inevitably, in the middle of the night, I would be super hungry and I would eat. And this became a habit for me. I would sometimes consume up to a thousand calories a night in the middle of the night, which just crushed my sleep. I felt like crap the next day. It gave me heartburn, so I didn't sleep as well. I'm digesting food, so I'm not recovering. And then the cycle continues. And then the next night, I'm, I'm tired. I wake up. I'm hungry. And then I gain weight. And then I try to cut calories the next day. And it doesn't work. And then I eat in the middle of the night. And and it took me a, probably about a year to get over this. Where I had to start was, um, and, where, and what I did was, I was just like, I'm not eating in the middle of the night at all. 
and then eventually about a month in, I, I fuck it, I went back and I was like, crap, I'm back where I started at square one. So what did I do? I said, okay, eating in the middle of the night's a problem, but let's let's if I'm gonna eat in the middle of the night, let's not worry about how much I eat. Let's just eat healthy foods. Let it be a protein shake, a protein bar, a banana, maybe some healthy peanut butter. If you're gonna eat, just eat healthy foods. So you're at least not eating crap in the middle of the night. Okay. I did that for about two to three months. And that was hard because, you know, the the hard ass in me says, Greg, you just change now. Just do it all right now. And then, you know, the Craig who learned self-compassion is like, hey, dude, it's all right. This is tough. You're fine. You're making progress. It's okay. So I'm changing that. And then I went from like, all right you're eating healthy foods in the middle of the night, but you're not paying attention to just like eat less healthy food in the middle of the night. I did that for about a month. Seemed to work. I would have, I might eat a banana with some peanut butter on it. And I'm like, still, there's still that voice in your head. That's like, Craig, you know, you could just fucking just do it. Just stop. Just stop. You know, you can do this. Anyone could do this. And I just had to remind myself like, Hey, you've done this before where you go all in, you last about a month and it stops. So the next thing I changed was, okay, you're eating food in the middle of the night. Just do a protein drink. It's like liquid. Just do a protein drink. It's only protein. There's not much carbs in there. It digests pretty fast. So I would do just, I would allow myself to drink a protein drink in the middle of the night. I did that for about two months. And then that was a transition where I could say, okay, just drink water in the middle of the night when you wake up. So I'd wake up and I would drink like a I like bubble water. I'm, I'm bougie like that. So I drink a little bit of bubble water um, and I store some by my bedside. And so that's where I'm at. I drink some bubble water in the middle of the night. It's kind of bougie, but um, you know, it works for me. I don't eat calories in the middle of the night and it took a long ass time to get there. Probably about a year to get to the point where I was eating whatever I wanted in the middle of the night to just drinking some water in the middle of the night. And I'm totally cool with where I'm at right now. It's habit. I wake up. I really don't think about eating food anymore. But it took a really long time to getting there. It also took me going through that cycle of like, I'm just not going to do it at all. I did good for about a month and then I fell off the wagon and then I'm back to square one and going, okay, baby steps, change one thing, go from whatever food to healthy food, healthy food to less healthy food or not less healthy, but less quantity of healthy food, the small quantity of healthy food to just a protein drink, the protein drink to water took about a year and that's where I'm at. I get way better sleep. I sleep like a rock now. I feel better when I wake up. I don't need as much sleep and now it's not a decision. It's a habit and I can move on to the next thing. I think that's probably the biggest thing in getting some of these things down is you create a lifestyle, healthy lifestyle slowly over time. So that's how it fits your life. You know, you want to just, you want, you want your, your health and fitness to, to fit your life and what you're doing and be a part of what you're doing. You don't need to necessarily change everything all at once. Cause honestly, most of us live pretty sweet lives. Like it's pretty cool what we get to do. And if that's the case, just slowly change things over time and you will get there. I will cut it off there 
Uh, hopefully this is helpful. It's helpful for me to talk through it. Um, kind of express some of the thoughts that are just bumbling around in my head constantly and uh, get it out there. And, and, and hopefully you found some value out of it. And who knows, maybe one day my, my sons will, will find this and hopefully they'll, they'll get some value of it. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to the next episode. Again, if you want to sponsor this with some trefoils or some tagalongs, please send it to me. I'm I'm all in. I have no shame. I will I will give you a shout out. You know, send me cookies, protein shakes, whatever. I'll do it. Peace.